Hey everybody, how y'all doing? I'm Michael, joined by Alex as always. How's it going? And this is Fallen Through Potholes, a podcast about video game plot lines and how they have a tendency to go off the rails. Alex, how you feeling? I'm feeling good. good I'm good. excited to talk more about this Skittles video game. I am too. I am incredibly excited about this because this, once again, as we mentioned on last episode, this is a part two, by the way, and a a little mini series where we talk about Dark and Sky, the fancy game that is inexplicably about Skittles. <laughs> this is a story that goes goes off the rails in a way that you just wouldn't really quite expect. Now, for this, I wanted to like start this off by having a like themed Skittles like alcoholic drink or something like that. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I didn't actually manage to do that, Alex, because I found the perfect recipe. I saved it. And then when I went back and read it, I realized, oh, no, I can't do this. <laughs> because I was essentially making Skittles meth. Uh-huh. You know, without the drugs part in it. But it literally is like practically cooking down Skittles to its very essence to add the vodka. Mm. And then just making straight up vodka that's just infused with Skittles. Mm. It actually sounds kind of fantastic. Yeah, yeah, I imagine it is. It better be for the amount of work it sounds like it is. Oh, it's a ton of work. Oh, yeah, it's like you got to, like, let this essentially, like, cook overnight. It's weird. Mm. It's also just literally just straight up vodka with the, <laughs> that tastes like Skittles, which uh-huh. also sounds like a real easy way you just yeah. kill yourself. Yeah. If you don't realize what's going on with it, man. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm probably going to make that for the Super Bowl. Yeah, probably. Because that sounds sounds kind of great, actually. But I did not make that. Instead, I just have a glass of water next to me, which maybe it's good because it's two o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. So. <laughs> Probably a little early for the Skittles moonshine vodka. It probably is. <laughs> it probably is. Tempting as it is. But yeah, we're going to be talking about the plot of this game today. And we're probably best that we just sort of jump right on in it. And I think the best way to do this, Alex, is by... Well, first off, are you familiar with this game's plot at all? all uh i'm vaguely familiar with the premise i believe Mm. something about the color being drained from the land yeah you know what that's pretty much close enough yeah yeah i'm gonna let the manual give us a good description for what this game is about oh i miss plot synopsis and video game manuals i do too man the manual is actually incredibly useful for this by the way because they don't explain anything in this game half the (laughs) time of course so the manual starts by saying, some whisper that a few Skittles remain, and that someday the magic will return. I someday, someday. In the four times, the great rainbow arched the skies. From this flowed mysterious colored artifacts that the people called Skittles, registered trademark. <laughs> Alas, in modern times, the rainbow has been appropriated by Lord Necroth and his dark prism. All magic has been outlawed. Necroth has rounded up all the Skittles for himself and his foul purpose. The only hope for restoring the rainbow and bringing magic back to the lands is to reunite five ancient prisms from which the original rainbow was once cast. Long, long ago, rulers of the five lands each assumed protective responsibility for one of the five prisms. Alas, today these ancient prisms have been largely forgotten. The only way to find and reunite them all will be to adventure through the five lands, get the five prisms, 
and restore the rainbow. So, kind of the simple premise there, you know. Okay, this game made two mistakes. All right, hit me. It came out five or six years too early. Mm -hmm. And it tried way too hard to hide its branding. <laughs> the only advertisement this game should have had would have been to put that synopsis on posters and call it a day. Mm -hmm. Just yeah. have a one-page spread in a magazine that is literally just that synopsis, mm -hmm. including the Skittles TM branding, mm -hmm. and just be like, yeah, this game exists. Yeah. You want to buy it? And people... It, it needed to come out after Old Spice started their incredibly successful advertising with Terry Crews. Yeah, yeah, their ironic advertising. Yeah, just hit that time period with that synopsis, and you have a gold mine. Yeah, because people go like, "Ha Skittles." Yes, yeah, I'll buy that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it's yeah, it's this really weird thing where it's like, yeah, when this game came out, this doing that would just make this seem so lame and yeah. it wouldn't it couldn't possibly happen but yeah it, yeah it came out in way too cynical a time period mm -hmm. it was it was post cynicism pre-irony mm -hmm. and it just it it wouldn't work but like today the line some say there are still some skittles left in the land is like incredible yeah it really is <laughs> really really is that could have totally have worked Yes. As it is right now, we just have a sort of a, kind of like a sort of generic sort of opening that yeah. does it does the bare minimum to mm -hmm. tie the Skittles into what's right. going to go on. It's going to stop pretty quickly after that, with some weird exceptions that'll happen here and there that I'll point out. Mm -hmm. Now, this game primarily takes place in a land called Linlora. Linlora is this sleepy realm of forest and meadow. The most excitement you'll find here is the bake sale, the annual Dwendle Shearing Festival. Dwendles are just sheep with uh -huh. not curly hair. They're just, they, they basically okay. had a hair straightener applied to them. You're Sky, and like any good hero in waiting, you long for the greater call of destiny until one day it shows up in the form of a strange orange object. So, Sky is. Our protagonist, she is a, let's charitably say, an 18 or 19-year-old woman mm -hmm. uh, with short blonde hair that's, like, incredibly bright and blonde. Uh, her clothing kind of matches. She wears, like, an orangish-brownish, um, uh, I believe it's, like, a T-shirt and shorts. And she's a kind of sarcastic fourth-wall-breaking protagonist. Mm-hmm. Like, one who, like, kind of doesn't take no gruff for nobody, that mm -hmm. sort of thing. She is an orphan, like any good protagonist. Sure. She does not know where her father is, and her mom left her when she was a small child. Her mother being just a wandering traitor who just, I don't know, died or something. <laughs> okay. So, she inherited a talisman from her mom that has this weird disc with five distinct slots in it. Now, as this game opens, we see her recite the words to to herself. May the wind carry my words to you, mother, wherever you may be, in this world or the next. Now, she's just sort of kind of hanging out in this nondescript field when yeah. the these two like um like weird gremlin goblin looking guys kind of walk by and they're they're holding this this guy who's like very very short, has an incredibly giant nose, and he's like clearly been arrested by these people. 
these people who are the minions of Necroth. Now, they're like, oh, oh, you're an idiot, oh, you're wearing bright colored shoes, oh, punches them in the face. Guy starts crying, and this guy's like watching this with disdain, noting that bright colors are outlawed. Well, what will be next? Smiling? Sky then notices that one, the dwindles, like all of a sudden their silver hair shines a bright orange and runs away, and Sky chases after it. She comes upon a clearing where she sees a small orange candy stone in the ground glowing. Upon picking it up, she realizes it's an orange Skittle! Now, there used to be a bunch of Skittles in the world, and Skittles could be used to cast magic, you see. But unfortunately, one day, Necroth confiscated all of the Skittles and kept them for himself. Which is why nobody can use them anymore. Now, upon grabbing it, her staff immediately changes into, like, basically the same staff, but now has, like, a little wooden imp on the end. Uh-huh. And upon grabbing it, that imp comes alive, and we see that it's more like a gargoyle or something like that by the name of Drax! Whoa! Easy, sister! I'm on your side! My side? Who are you? Call me Drax, though Necroth would call me Dim Soom right about now. Now, Drax is a fast-talking gremlin who basically is there to make all the jokes and whatnot and uh, break mm -hmm. all the fourth walls. I have heard uh, people either love him or hate him. I I'm more on the hate him side, personally. Mm -hmm. But he does, I have to admit, he does kind of grow on you after a while. Sure. He is definitely a character archetype of his time. He is. He is like, you know, Eddie Murphy from uh, Mulan or insert other animal character who's going to be witty and street smart. Mm -hmm. That is basically his thing. Now, upon all this happening, we then cut to the gargoyle realm which is basically just red and full of stones and evil castles and whatnot. Okay. And we see this horrendous weird lizard bat that doesn't look quite right go all the way up to the door. And in the voice of a 50-year-old chain-smoking plumber tells Lord <laughs> Necroft that the young female has found one. And then we get the title card, Darkened Sky. So Necroth is an incredibly powerful wizard, and he can like tear open holes in realities between the different lands. And he sends his minions out to go and find Sky and get the skittle back. Now, this is when we cut back to Drac, who is like, hey, listen, I'm not like Necroth. Necroth has, like, sent his special forces to stop you. He knows that you have the Skittle. And Sky's like, well, how can I trust you? He's like, well, an enemy of an enemy is your friend, right? Besides which, I got, I got a beef I need to settle with Necroth. So they go to the village to find a woman by the name of Ganesh to learn more about the orange Skittle she found. Now, just to give you a little bit of a taste of, like, the humor in this game, uh, one of, like, things that they find is, like, they, they have to find, like, objects to trade and whatnot, and one mm. of them is a farting rabbit okay. that Drac yeah. calls a red-breasted red butt-snip-miler. Yeah, so you're going to get, like, a lot of humor like that. It, this game gives such a bad impression right at the start, I have uh -huh. to say. Yeah. Because, like, the opening cutscene is kind of bad. Mm -hmm. Like, the jokes are, like, really poor. This is a really bad Renfair music playing, and Linlora, the place you're in, is honestly very generic-looking. Right. But, once again, this is definitely a game that, like, it starts weak and gets stronger as it goes along. Now, once again, there's also a lot of self-referential humor in there. Like, Sky really loves to let you know that you're in an action-adventure game. I keep forgetting. This is an adventure game. You could do it since you live here and you know all the... Right, this is an adventure game. Sorry, I forgot. It's an action-adventure game. 
No, it's a fishing simulator. Uh-huh. And, you know, a lot. there's also a lot of times where, like, Drac will have to translate, like, some characters, like, language or whatnot, and then that character will just start talking in English, and he'll go like, oh, it's because we just wanted to stop doing that. I mean, oh, no! He just reached into your mind and learned your language. Like, <laughs> stuff like that. I mean, to be fair, I feel like not that many games were doing that kind of thing at the time. It didn't seem like that. Um, a lot of people, a few reviewers, I should say, mm-hmm. compared this game to another game known for its humor that was released around this time, Giants, Citizen Kabuto, mm. uh, and compared it favorably to that. Right. And uh, I, I know Giants did kind of like a similar thing to that. Uh-huh. So that is a good point. Like, self-referential humor nowadays is used as like a crutch. Right. And a very weak crutch at that. It definitely exploded at a certain point. Yeah, as, like just self-aware, mm-hmm. ironic humor just hit a critical mass. Yeah, like the post-Shrek world, which I believe yeah. this game technically is post-Shrek. Okay, by a year. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's um, it it very much has a it has a certain feeling to it, and yeah, it, once again, it it doesn't come off particularly well to start, but it does. Once again, it does grow. Right. So upon coming to the village, she finds it deserted to the Necros forces having swept through. There we meet fun characters such as Elby, an animal merchant who can't keep his mouth shut, and another merchant who also can't keep his mouth shut about rebels hiding out in a nearby cave. Now, Sky, after like locating this cave, like makes a joke about not wanting to go in there so she won't be credited as the third dead teenager in the credits. Mm. But um, she'll end up like wandering inside as well. Jack also will make a joke about here about like hey, you're not supposed to go here quite yet because he's already read the script. But after she gets there, like, finally gets the stuff she needs to go in there, she finds a message that's written backwards that says, send them all to Prism. So once she goes in the village and gives that, uh, that password, she's allowed to see Ganish. Now, Ganish is an old green troll who's like kind of like the wise old woman of the game, mm-hmm. who upon seeing the yellow, the orange stone, identifies it as a Skittle! I haven't seen one of those since... What is it? By the Great Rainbow, that, my strange young sapling, is a Skittles! Ganesh immediately tells her she's something special, and she's going to tell her all about her past, like her mom and everything. But then she doesn't do that. She's like, I'm going to tell you about your mom, and then she doesn't. (laughs) Oh, okay. We then see what appears to be stock images of old-timey London with a rainbow in them. And Sky <laughs> is less speechless by this. These are images from the, um, I believe it's the 1998 commercial titled Gargoyle that mm. has uh, Skittles raining down on Dickensian children. And also Gargoyles terrorizing them. Oh, okay. It's a great commercial, actually. I love that commercial. <laughs> <laughs> so... It turns out, though, this is proof to Sky that the rainbow, which had only been of legend to her, actually used to exist. And that when it would show up, Skittles would rain down from the sky and people would be able to use magic. And, like, Sky doesn't speak during this entire thing. This mm-hmm. forces Ganesh to do things like, be like, oh, what are Skittles, you ask? Oh, yes, that's a rainbow. Let me tell you about rainbows. <laughs> it's like... It's really weird because, like, there's usually a lot of conversations that happen in this game, but not at this part for some reason. Hmm. Feels like a real, like, we need to throw this in at the last minute. (laughs) Right, yeah, this one feels particularly stilted. It does, yeah. 
So she doesn't tell her much about Skittles other than they feel magic. Mm-hmm. Also, that Necroth used something called the Dark Prism to seal the rainbow away in his realm, okay. giving him access to all the Skittles he wanted. And then she ends by saying that magic will return someday. 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 Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's hey. That's how she. That's how that scene goes. It's weird, right? I. It feels like she's being very like prophetic mm-hmm. when the prophecy is evidently standing right in front of her. Yeah, kinda. <laughs> and also, Sky has just been zoning out this entire time because she begins right. to pay attention again. Is like, oh, huh, magic. Don't people fight back with magic? Clearly not listening to what Ganesh uh-huh. just had to say about Necroth. Right. So Ganesh is like, just ignores that. And she's like, hey, you need to find the old man wizard for the 1996 sorcerer commercial. Because he's going to teach you how to use magic. Okay. This wizard's name is Merlin. And uh, in order to do that, you need to find this magic circle. Use this red skittle I'm going to give you to cast a, a magic called True Sight. Because it's invisible otherwise. Mm-hmm. Go to um, the land of Ogmire to find him. So she goes to do that alongside Drax, and when she gets to the magic circle, she casts True Sight, and then out of nowhere, uh, just a weird dude shows up that's roughly about her age. Uh, it's an elf man with all black eyes uh, with a blue bandana, the baggiest red shirt you ever seen over like a really weird vest. This man is named Dorian. No, shh. Don't tell me. Your name, I know it. Shy. Uh, Spy. Oh, Sty? Psychic Hotline auditions were last week. Now, Dorian is, like, basically the love interest towards Sky. He basically shows up to be like, hey, let me tell you about things that are going on. Boy, you're doing a bad job about this. Also, you have beautiful eyes. Oh, boy, this sure is a post-Buffy world this is being written mm-hmm. in. Yeah, this is a real Spike sort of character that's going on here. <laughs> now, he immediately tells her, he's like, man, you're just like your mother, Mariana. And Sky's uh, like, you know my mom? Can you tell me about her? And he's like, no, no time. I'm about to disappear now. Go through what? the portal. And then disappears. Why? Yeah, it just happens, man. It's weird. Okay. So Sky enters the magic circle and comes to the land of Ogmire. Now, according to manu- the manual, Ogmire is a water world of islands, swamps, and half-sunken cities. Merlin the Mage has been isolated on a remote island by Necross forces. So you arrive there, and after talking to a really annoying goblin undergoing an existential crisis, uh, we are immediately directed to find Merlin on an island that's about five feet offshore from the current location. Unfortunately, mm. Sky is afraid of drowning and can't swim. So she has to enlist the help of a fish man, and after jumping into the mouth of a giant turtle, manages to find like a green skittle. Um, she then makes a meta joke about how Mars Incorporated didn't want them to show the skittle being digested. So she's like, oh wow, it's perfectly clean, and this is why. Ah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It feels feels like a shot they were taking to Mars, but Yeah, a little bit. After some more island hopping, Sky reaches the tower and finds a man that she thinks is Merlin. Except he's an evil knight clad in armor with a bright blue cerulean cape that like mm-hmm. actually looks really nice. Mm. He's like, yes, I am Merlin, and you're a senseless one, a mindless one. And he's about to approach Sky when he gets hit by a lightning bolt from Merlin. Enough. 
fine. I was just leaving. But I'm not done with you. Mark this face. You'll see it again when you least expect it. If you think you scare me, then dang, you're a perceptive bad guy. Merlin tells him to leave at once. And the knight's like, uh, yeah, sure, eh, fine. But remember my face, I'll be back. And disappears. Merlin then calls Skye, the daughter of Mariana, and immediately starts telling her a story about the five prisms crafted by the ancients and how it gave birth to the rainbow. The leaders of the world all decided to hold on to their prism each, and this worked out well for eons until they all just sort of forgot about it. Oh. And that's how Necroth was able to, like... Well, I think they all just ended up getting lost. Like, Necroth got a hold of one, and another got destroyed. But yeah, everyone just sort of forgot about him. So, ne so Merlin's like, huh, if you get all of them, you'll be able to summon a rainbow and defeat Necroth. Seems reasonable. Also, I'm one of the Keepers of the Rainbow, uh, a set of allies who were dedicated to protecting it, such as Sky's parents, who were also Keepers of the Rainbow. Uh, uh, okay, so I'm just, I'm trying to follow the mechanics here. So the prisms mm -hmm. made the rainbow. Yes. And the rainbow drops Skittles. Yes, which can be used in combinations to make magic. Right. Okay. And Necroth has locked up all the Skittles. Yes. And also the rainbow? Somehow. Using the dark prism. The, okay, the dark prism. Yes. But he doesn't have the other prisms. The other prisms are just around. Yeah, he has exactly one, the red prism. But the rest are just scattered to the four winds. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you need to find the other prisms mm -hmm. to unlock the rainbow. Yeah, and then use the rainbow's power to defeat Necroth. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then you can free the Skittles. Yep, free the Skittles, bring magic back to the land. Okay, mm -hmm. got it. So yeah, we learned that Sky's parents were trying to do this exact plan before tragedy happened. And apparently Sky's dad fought next to Merlin before he, he, and then Sky interjects, died? To which Merlin says, uh, yeah, yeah, sure, I guess. I don't know. What? Sure, it's okay. obvious what that means. Anyways. Yeah. Anyways, your mom was a spiritual leader of the Keepers and was going to find the prisons, but since she's gone, it's now Sky's destiny. You're going to do this now. He then tells her the yellow prism is hidden in an ancient city on Ogmire. As she leaves, Merlin tells her to keep the rainbow in her heart. So Sky and Drax head to find this city. And they, after finding a conch that the helper player wade through the swamp, and this is where the incredibly bad joke about the Grammys comes in. We're talking top 40 smash single wear an embarrassing dress to the Grammys here. She meets up with a real messed up looking dragon tree and runs into our evil knight guy again. Turns out the evil knight is trying to find some rebels and he sends his minions to find them. He also fights Sky and gets beat up and is like, well, I'm out, I guess. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Skye continues to fight her way through the swamp, does some fishing, and then out of nowhere, Dorian shows up. He immediately negs her by saying, hey, your adventuring isn't too bad when you aren't falling to pits. Skye really doesn't like this and asks if he has any other observations, and he says, yes, the most amazing eyes I could ever imagine. She, he then disappears, she goes, that's dumb, catches yeah. a giant fish and rides it to the abandoned city. So Drax does notice that she does seem to be a little boy crazy now. Okay, sure. <laughs> Arriving at the city, we've learned from the fishmen that Necroth's forces are currently searching the city for the prism. 
Making their way through the abandoned castle, Sky finds a gold key and learns that the captain of the Sky Pirates is holed up in the prison tower. Okay. Upon getting there, she meets Captain Blood Squall. <laughs> Rad. Yeah, Captain Blood Squall's great. He's basically a tall, spindly dude who talks just like Captain Barbarossa from Pirates of the Caribbean. Affectionately known as Blood Squall. I'm Sky of Linlora. Pack your bags, I'm taking you for a ride. Okay, good. Yeah, it made me... It's really weird, because Pirates of the Caribbean is not going to come out to the following year, so I think this is yeah. pure coincidence, but... I think so, yeah. I mean, it's it's not... It's just sort of archetypical pirate. I guess but... you're, you're totally right. It's like the mannerisms are like just the yeah. same. That was like, is it... I gotta look this up. It's like, <laughs> oh no, complete coincidence, it looks like. Yep. Anyways, he's like, oh, yes, thank you for freeing me. Oh, you have this gold key? Oh, oh, your mom. It was a smart one. He melts the key in a fire, revealing that's the yellow prism. And Sky's like, how'd you know? And he's like, well, your mom decided that if she made this into a key, they'd be too busy trying to find a lock to open it to find the prism to realize it was the prism itself. So he's like, honestly, that's a really smart plan. Yeah, no, I actually like it. I was like, no, nah, all right, yeah. Rad. So, uh, Blood Skull's like, okay, only one of us can really escape right now. Uh, so, if you could escape, I'm gonna give you the basically shrunken head of my mom. If you could take that to my pirate friends, they can come rescue me, and they'll also help you on your journey. And she's like, rad, cool, I'll do that. See you in a bit. And so she ends up escaping and goes back to Linlora. So back in Linlora, Guy confers with Ganish about what to do next. Now, Sky is incredibly angry at Ganish for keeping her mother's identity from her. Mm -hmm. Especially after Ganish was like, hey, yeah, your mom was special. Not going to tell you anything anyways. Right. Now, Ganish is very defensive about this, saying essentially, would you have done this if I told you your mother was dead? Which I'm like, yeah, probably. Probably, yeah. I have actually been even more motivation. It usually is. Yeah. Like, Sky learned her dad is dead, and that hasn't turned her into being like, I, I don't want to do this anymore. So, Sky's like, whatever, I'm just going to drop this. What do you know about Dorian? And again, she's like, oh, Dorian. And Sky's like, yeah? She's like, I ain't going to tell you anything. Anyways, <laughs> I'm going to give you this Why whistle. do we talk to her? Yeah, Ganage kind of sucks, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> she consistently sucks throughout this game. So, Ganesh gives her a whistle that she can play a tune that'll allow her to basically summon a balloon that'll float her up to where the Sky Pirates live, which is just in the sky. Sure. Yeah, they have a strangely, like, Arabian-themed floating camp. You have to jump huh. along flying carpets and whatnot. Now, she eventually gets to the, like, second-to-command Yancey, drops off her message, and Yancey tells her about the green prism, which is held in Linlora. She's like, oh, great, well, where can I find it, Linlora? And Yancey's like, well, it was destroyed a long time ago. But good news, we could just rebuild it. Uh, oh. We've actually been tasked by Ganish to make a new green prism. And it still needs to be like by cut and imbued with powers, but uh, here it is. You need to bring it back to Ganish. So that's exactly what happens. Ganish happily takes it, and she's like, while I'm working on this, you need to go to Zenjai, which is also known as the Land of the Five Birds, and find... Okay, this is actually where the red prism is. I think the purple prism is what's going to be uh, in Gargoyle Land. Okay. He has to find another prism. Uh, okay, so does the new green prism need, like, the shards of the old one or something? Uh, no. It just needs okay. to be cut a certain way and then enchanted with magical power. Okay, 
why can't they just make all new prisms? Excellent question. Because it, you know, then it's not a it's not a fun adventure. Right. Okay. <sighs> <laughs> yeah, they, they, there's kind of a solution that's staring them in the face, and it just go a, l- a little bit. It's one of those things where like. They needed a solution to one problem, but that solution is too strong mm-hmm. and can just solve all your problems. And they didn't bother to explain why that's not a solution to all problems. Yeah, right. Yeah, it. They they accidentally wrote the solution and were like, "We're just going to ignore this, man. What if we just ignore yeah, this? Don't worry about it." Yeah, it's it's a little too bad. Yeah. So Zenjai, Zenjai, according to the manual, is a far eastern realm. It's China, also, yeah. also known as the land of five birds. When the five colored birds of harmony roost together as one, their protective magic keeps the red prism's power aglow. But an ally of Necroth has stolen the prism. The bird keeper has been forced to release the five birds into the wild to shut off the prism's power. So maybe this is the reason why they can't just cut a new one, because they don't have the birds or something like that. They have to be okay, imbued sure. with the powers of their land. Let's go with that. Sure. So we see Sky, who's now in a new outfit, wearing green pants with a green sports bra, and are almost immediately introduced to the denizens of Zenjai. Every Chinese stereotype you can think of. Yay. Traditional Chinese garb? Check. An Asian conical hat? Check. Stereotypical accent? Welcome to our land, good visitors. Check. Yay. Vaguely yellow skin? Ugh. It's it's bad, man. Oh, it's, oh yeah. it's 2000s. Oh, it's 2000s. The 2000s. Oh, boy. It's we a, didn't know any better. We did know better. We just didn't want to. We just didn't want to. So he's the bird keeper. He tells him basically what we already know. Necros minion General Quay has stolen the prism, and the bird keeper released the birds. He tells her to find the birds, get the prism back. So this guy has to go through the land looking for these birds. Uh, okay, wait. You release the birds, and then you have to get the birds back to get the prism back? Well, I think the idea is that we're ultimately going to get the prism back, so we might as well get the birds back as well. Okay. That's... Did did they need to release the birds? What are the birds doing? Apparently, when the birds are together, it empowers the red prism. Okay. But when the birds are separate, the prism loses its power. Right. So I think it's just like kind of like, well, we're going to deny Necroft the ability to use this. Wait, okay, what do the prisms do other than make the rainbow? That's a great question. I don't know. <laughs> okay, so like they, they took away the red prism's power to do... I guess theoretically they don't want Necroft somehow getting a hold of all the prisms and then being able to make his own rainbow at any time. Is that the thing he wants to do? I don't really know. <laughs> I don't know what Necroth wants to do, honestly. He seems like he rules okay. the land. Yeah. Crush the rebels, But, like, I guess? he already locked up one rainbow and all the Skittles. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's it, right? Does he need to do other things? Well, it's kind of like, you know, when, like, a rich person gets rich, and they're like, well, I guess I need to get richer or something like that. Well, like, yeah. Yeah, you just go like, well, I already blocked up one rainbow, but what if I could ha- make my own rainbows? That'd be then cool. You would make more Skittles for you to lock up, I guess. But then I would have more Skittles. But you already have all the Skittles. Oh, I need more, Alex. 
I have I have a lot of hobo moonshine to make. Being the god ruler of the realm seems like it kind of sucks because like there's nowhere to go from there. Yeah, nowhere to go but down. And yeah, it's uh, it's not going to work out well for Necroth. Yeah. So Sky goes and looks for these birds. Notices like a lot of the residents have been turned to stone, and like she like learns like a spell to like end up like unfreezing them. That always lets out a blood curdling ski- scream every time she fires it. Oh, <laughs> it's hilarious! Okay. Really loud and shrill. I love it. <laughs> now she does run into Dorian again, who mentions that Necroft has this particular ability and that she should try conjuring it herself. He also then calls her beautiful, which then Sky just gets upset and tells him, you can't just keep calling that me that and disappearing. Who are you? Why are you following me? He then says he can't tell her now, but that he's fallen in love with her and leaves. Why are you following me? Why do you always pull a fade? I can't tell you now, but I'll be back and I will explain everything, including why I've begun to fall in love with you. Jeez, I hope you're not this quick about everything. Oh, <laughs> this was a time for teen romances. Oh, wasn't it, though? So, Guy manages to find, like, the like these missing birds. Uh, she has to do different things to get their color back. Um, it's really silly. Okay. Anyways, she ends up going through, like, the volcanic snowdrifts of Zenjai fighting... <laughs> I'm sorry, did you say the volcanic snowdrifts? I did, yes. <laughs> okay. She goes into a volcano, comes out of a volcano, and then it's snow. All right. And she has to fight, like, a bunch of not-quite-traditional Chinese dragons mm. um, who talk about honor and stuff like that. Uh, she eventually runs into the evil knight again from before, and the Sky and the evil knight treat Woody Barbs just before he sort of blurts out, You don't look happy to see me. Stick your face in a meat grinder, I'll be downright perky. If my name were Dorian, you'd be perky enough. And then he tells her that he knows her more than she thinks, and that his her mother was no hero. Sky then gets confused and for some reason calls him an illusion, get away. And he's like, oh, I'm an illusion? Why don't, why, why don't you ask Dorian his true nature? And then attacks. Sky then sets him on fire and he just laughs and leaves. Cool. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you almost let that one slip by you. I almost did, and then I was like, no, wait, that's, like, utterly ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, you get a fire spell, and you basically, that's what damages him, and he eventually just catches on fire, and like, oh, you haven't defeated me? I'm gone. Ow, ow, I'm on fire. <laughs> <laughs> so Sky finds and battles the last great dragon, who then offers the flyer to the dark warlord Quang's palace. Sky is less than pleased by this, but accepts the offer. So Sky fights her way through the palace, battling living suits of armor, and eventually finds General Quay's niece, who's like basically like a stereotypical spoiled princess. Okay. And she has like one of the birds, and the niece is reluctant to part with the bird, but agrees to do so if she can get her doll back from Uncle's treasure room. So after stealing her hairpin and use and using it to pick a lock to the treasure room, she retrieves the doll, but then gets attacked by like a weird orb that nearly kills Sky. And when she gets the doll back to the niece, the doll just breaks apart. Denise then drops the act, and she's like, hey, I'm actually part of the resistance, and I was just intentionally trying to undermine my uncle, but I had to test you. Anyways, here's the bird, here's the key to get into his chambers, he has the prism around his neck, um, and it turns out he's sleeping, so you can just go and steal it, which is what she does. 
Oh. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You actually never interact with uh Quay at all during this entire thing. Which is kind of disappointing in a way. Yeah. That's hmm. Mm-hmm. Odd. Yeah. Anyways, you get all the birds. The bird keeper just shows up and goes, Hey, thanks for getting the birds. The prison works now. And he's like, leave. And so she basically makes her way out of Zenjai. But before she completely leaves, Dorian shows up again. And he tells her, hey, listen, I'm going to show you how to get out of Zenjai. This guy immediately is like, doesn't trust him. Since the evil knight said he's not real. And Sky like, tries to touch him, but Dorian like, like, reflexively walks backwards. She's like, oh, you must be an illusion. Explain yourself. What's your true nature? He's like, I listen, I just, you just have to trust me. You must. And then Sky is transported back home. Mm-hmm. So back in Lenora, Sky meets up with Ganesh again. He tells her the green prism is ready. She needs Jesus to go to the Zogols to get the gem. However, in order to earn her trust, Sky needs to become a businesswoman. What? <laughs> so... She gives Sky a fruitcake, telling her it's the ultimate gift that keeps being regifted. It's a fruitcake. It's a dessert. No, it's a structural reinforcement. No, it's a that item is priceless. Ah, uh, fruitcake joke, yay! Uh... And to give it to the Zogels in exchange for the green prism. Now, she ends up going on to like a wacky trade quest with like a bunch of like different vendors, including one who's like literally just Billy Mays. Okay. And eventually gets like a flat tuning fork that allows her to access the Zogol headquarters. She meets the Zogols, who are very, very annoying. They speak in like high-pitched shrill voices and like broken sentences. They they suck. Mm. I hate them. Yes, yes, we do masterful job. Do say so ourselves selves. And we do. Thank you, most skillful Zogols. They, <laughs> they give you the green prism and you get back to okay. Ganesh. So Ganesh is like, okay, great. I just got to work on enchanting the prism. You should go to Stoneheath. After seeing some more stills from the old, from an old Skin- Skittles commercial, Sky sets off. So Stoneheath, in this land that time has forgotten, you'll need to wrestle with time itself if you want to find the ancient orange prism. A mysterious valley of Stonehenge-like timepieces, a diabolical goblin slayer, and a haunted, windswept region called the Bonelands are the chilling locales you must explore. This place is very boring looking. Mm, it's basically like damn. a dead grassland, which uh, doesn't really make for good visuals, unfortunately. No, no, not really. So upon Amelia arriving there, she sees a yellow ball of light who introduces herself as Vanilla who said in the olden days she roamed the hills on a giant white horse, guarding the lands and the prism. So much like Merlin was from a previous Skittles ad, Gwenella mm-hmm. is as well. She's from the 1998 Skittles commercial titled Stonehenge, which is literally just a blonde woman in a white dress riding, riding on a white horse until Skittles happens. Okay. So, once again, kind of interesting this game is making a shared Skittles universe out of these ads. Mm-hmm. She tells Sky that she's been wandering the lands relentlessly, but if she could revive her and her horse in the Bowlands, she could be free again. So Sky sets off to do just that, doing things like reviving a stone glowing coal watcher, who tells her she can reverse time using a puzzle box found in the lands, and that using that, she might be able to bring Vanilla's horse back. So looking for these time-traveling objects, Sky runs to the evil knight again, who asks her, like, asks her Hey, how'd it go with Dorian? Boy, it seems like somebody you know, right? Somebody who pops up out of nowhere, huh? Weird. Anyways, I'm going to fight you again. 
Mm-hmm. Anyways, he gets beat up, and um, guy's just like, eh, whatever. Goes to find some <laughs> more Watchers, eventually revives Gwinella's white horse. The Watchers then tell Sky to ride the horse through goblin territory to the Bonelands. So Sky immediately then doesn't ride the horse and just walks. Oh. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah. She's like, man, my feet are so tired. I think I'm going to pass out. And then the ground opens up underneath her and she falls into a goblin trap, into a goblin lair. After feeding a hungry goblin prisoner, we find out the goblins are like super scientists. Like in this land of fantasy, mm. they are like, listen, man, we have access cards. We have <laughs> plasma rifles. <laughs> we have all sorts of crazy stuff. Also, uh-huh. we've made a time machine. You, you mean like a, a portable crystal time machine that reshuffles temporal flow for a single individual? <laughs> so funny. A portable time machine that you can point at objects and reverse time on them. Uh-huh. So, Sky is like, oh, if I use that, I can bring Gwenella back. Ah, I see. So she makes her way to the third floor, tortures a goblin inventor, and then steals the portable time machine from him. Uh-huh. <laughs> So escape- okay. Yeah, that's great. Escaping the goblin hideout, she runs into Dorian standing near her horse. Dorian once again is like, hey, you could trust me. Let me teleport the horse through the Bowlands because I won't survive the journey otherwise. Sky is absolutely not having it, implying to Dorian she knows he's the evil knight. But Dorian goes, no, it's okay, you could trust me, and I'm going to approve it by stealing this horse. What? Which guy's like, don't do that. And then he steals the horse. He teleports the horse away. <laughs> <laughs> and also leaves Sky to just wander through the Bonelands alone. Okay. That, what is happening? <laughs> I, it's a, a very desperate young man. Really, really wants to prove to this woman he can trust her. So he's going to steal her things <laughs> and leave her stranded. What? Why is why does everyone suck? <laughs> yeah, everyone in this game consistently sucks, and it doesn't get any better. That's the funny thing, it doesn't get any better. <laughs> so, Sky and Drax enter the Bolaz, and after hijinks such as Drax making a Johnny Cochran joke, A message is contained herein for she whose hands are fated to fit. If it doesn't fit, you get to quit? Like the proverbial glove. There's literally okay. a glove fits joke that happens. Uh-huh. Sky gets pure scorpion venom and Gwenella's three possessions from a skull tomb. She needs these to reach an ancient tree where she can place Gwenella's belongings on it and using the time machine, revive her. Uh, it's, it's really great because like one of the belongings is a dress, right? And the dress uh-huh. is clearly just Gwenella's model, just like with the human parts removed. Right, right. So when it's placed in the tree, it's just standing bolt upright and clipping into the tree. <laughs> like, definitely the best way to handle this. Yep. No Amazing. notes on that one. Yep. Either way, Gwenella is revived, and she's like, thank you, Sky. You did it. And Sky apologizes. She's like, I'm sorry. I know I was supposed to bring the horse, but it's not here. A jerk elf stole it from me. Only for Dorian to pipe up and be like, oh, you mean this horse? And she's like, oh, you were just to my right. I should have looked over there. She doesn't say that, but she uh, might as well. Right. Have. Yes. I realize in a game that has a lot of self-referential humor, I can't quite do that. I have to explain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> uh, she She's like, wow, that's crazy that you're here. And she asks, like, hey, do you trust me now? And she's like, no. He's like, no. He's like, oh, 
and disappears. Gwenella then gives her the prism, and Skye is forcibly transported from the land. Back on Laura, Skye then has a crisis of faith because she realizes everyone keeps leaving her. What is it with me? Everyone I love or start to trust gets taken away from me. My father when I was little. My mother. Dorian. Drac? No! Not you too! Dorian just keeps disappearing. The evil knight just keeps disappearing. Her parents disappear from her. Everyone she loves and trusts just keeps being ripped away from her. I, I mean... I don't think she loves or trusts two of those people, and two of them was, like, a while ago, so... Yeah, right? I I feel like this is not a chronologically sound crisis of faith to be having. It, it's kind of out of nowhere, a little bit. Also, she has a time machine now. She does, yes. Like, I feel like she's vastly underestimating her own power in this situation. <laughs> oh, she's gonna... She's going to really vastly under <laughs> undermine her time-traveling abilities very soon. It's going to be very Great. funny. Uh, by the way, Drax, Drac is gone, too. He's, he's just disappeared. Oh. And it's upon seeing oh. that, she immediately screams in the sky and blames Necroft for this. So, back at Ganish's house, we find out she's gone as well, so she's upset about that, too. Okay, sure. She's like, well, I guess, you know, if you were here, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be have a perfect score for people abandoning me. She's, she's really petulant about it. Uh-huh, yeah. So, she goes back down to the, the trading market and whatnot, and is like, hey, what if I, like, maybe find out, like, what's gonna go on uh, down here? Maybe I can figure out where she is. And she finds out, oh, she maybe gone off to find the Zog Isles and get the Green Prism Stone. She's like, okay. They're, so the Zog Isles are, like, really small people. Not the mm -hmm. Zog Isles, it's, it's another people that she needs to find. The Twelve Folk. There we go. There's a lot of Really dumb species that are in this that are involved right, in the yeah. green prism. So she has to find the 12 folk because they're the ones who are imbuing the prism with power. And she's like, well, maybe Ganish is there. And if not, I can at least get the green prism. So she has to go down to the market and she trades her time machine for a bunch of wooden toys, including a wooden ship. And after a drunken elf adventurer tells her where the 12 folk are, she goes off to find them. And so in order to reach them, she has to basically shrink herself down and go across a, basically a pond that's now a lake. And in a cutscene that's incredibly funny, she gets on the wooden ship, which then immediately capsizes and she drowns. Ah. Uh-huh. <laughs> like literally two seconds later. Now, she wakes up in a 12-folk village and Ganish revives her. And we find out that Ganish had retreated to the village in order to escape Necroth. But oh no! The Manacrin has attacked the village and taken the elixirs needed to enchant the prism. The Manicrin are giant bugs. Oh, okay. Yeah. And Sky is tasked with getting them back. So she has to fight her way through a grass forest that looks honestly really cool. Really good Honey, I Shrunk the Kids vibes from this. Uh -huh. Fights giant bugs, gathers the five elixirs needed, and brings them back to Ganish, who then infuses the Chaos Emerald, I mean the Green Prism, and gives it to Sky. Uh-huh. Now with four, she has one more to get. But to get it, she must go to the Gargoyle Lands and get it from Necroth her, himself. So Sky is told to do this, and she laments that she has to do it all alone. Ganish, feeling sorry for her, decides to show her a vision of the future. Specifically images from the skills commercial Gargoyles, which aired in the year uh -huh. 2000. Ganish notes the stone gargoyles, who are friends with the rainbow, may revive, and maybe the rainbow will appear and Skittles will rain down on the children. 
She she literally just describes a commercial. Okay, right, right. However, this is not how the gargoyle land is now, and she is transported there. Now, uh, Sky is, I should say. Mm-hmm. Now there, wearing an all-black medieval jumpsuit, she's like, well, maybe, maybe Drax is here. He's a gargoyle. Maybe if I help out the people here, I'll find him. So she revives a gargoyle who's like, hey, listen, there's a bunch of uh, anti-Skittles here, essentially. Uh, if you touch them, they're going to drain your energy. They're orbs that are called the Black Vortex. Mm-hmm. So he's like, here, have this lantern. You can seal the energy away before it completely drains you. And so she basically goes around doing that, reviving gargoyles and getting these prisms and whatnot. And uh, she learns that what she seeks is on the other side of four separate crypts. So she makes her way through the crypts, fighting a bunch of vampires before being introduced to the Prince of All Shadows, a very lackadaisical vampire lord who introduces himself as... I am the Prince of All Shadow, okay? You're the boss vampire with a Y. Spell vampire with a Y. Got it. And then mm-hmm. he immediately gets into a fight who immediately dies. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he, he does say something like witty and whatnot, but like the sound effects in this scene were so loud I could not actually hear what he said. <laughs> yes, it's my favorite. It's, it's so good. So escaping the crypt, she sees a floating phoenix head mounted on the wall who says, I was sent by a friend. Go to the bell tower. There's a gargoyle there who can help. You will find a gargoyle who can help you. Thanks, convenient apparition guy. She then fight, runs into the evil knight, who just fights her. No real monologue. He just attacks. Okay, cool. Defeated, teleports away. He basically does this multiple times. As she makes her way through an incredibly cool-looking chapel. Like, it's like, a, mm. like an old-style chapel that like is bathed in red light coming through the glass panes. Like, it's a real, like, we worked on this area first, and we put uh-huh. a lot of work into it. Right. The gargoyle lands actually look really great. Like, just straight up. Mm-hmm. Like, everywhere else is, like, kind of bland and whatnot, but this is, like, yeah, not bad, guys. Not bad. You did a good mm. job. This game reminds me the most, I think, of the heavy metal game. Hmm. Where it's just like, what if we went to this and it was cool? Okay, what does that have to do with anything? I don't know. There's a quest. What if you go to China? That'd be cool, right? That would be cool. Why? You're on a quest. You're on a quest. We wanted some of that Asian mysticism. Yeah, it... Yeah, it's like, what what if old school castles? Yeah. And it's like, it's very clear that they chose these specifically because they were in the commercials. Uh But since the commercials are so so disparate from one each other... Right. Yeah, it comes off as random. Yeah. And, uh, like, I see that they're, like, trying to build out the setting of the commercial into its own realm. And it's like, okay, what's the one with the, what's the deal with this one? Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the gargoyle lands and the castles. This one is the Far Eastern fantasy land. Mm-hmm. Okay. But then they, they try too hard, but not hard enough to interconnect them. Mm-hmm. Like, you either need to create this sort of unifying foundation or just walk through a portal. Yeah. You can't sort of meet it halfway. Yeah, I, I think there's an implication that these are, like, different dimensions because Sky has to be right. transported from one to another. Uh-huh. But I think they try to go with the portal method, but it's never really that well explained. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it... It does make it seem like very, very disconnected from each other. And 
it's really too bad because I think a unified world would really have uh, really have helped this game out a little bit more. Pro- probably would have, yeah. Yeah. So making her way up the chapel and the bell tower, uh, she beats up the evil knight some more, and he says he shouldn't be surprised at her persistence given her origins. He then asks if Dorian revealed his true intentions, but before Sky can answer, he says, "Well, I'll show you mine after you find me," and then leaves. Oh. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So she revives the gargoyle at the top of the tower, who tells Sky that gargoyles used to be the protectors of the rainbow before uh before Dorian shows up and asks Sky to help. There you go. They, so she agrees to help, and she agrees to help the gargoyles, and like. It frees like all the rest of the gargoyles that are around, but she's sad because Drac isn't among them. Then the lantern Sky is holding becomes overcome with a black mist, which the gargoyle says, "Oh no, it's condensing into a black hole." Hang on, Sky, and then she's sucked through it in a cutscene that is more cut than seen. <laughs> <laughs> Sky then wakes up outside of Necros Castle, which is nice. Mm. She enters the castle and immediately finds her mom, like within five seconds. Oh, okay. Excuse me. Do you know? Why, yes. I believe I do. <gasps> Mother? I thought you were... Shh. I would never leave this world without saying goodbye. I've always been with you, and I always will. Mom's just been there. Cool. Her mom, who looks like Jada Pinkett Smith, is a black woman with short, curly, orange hair. She is wearing a full-on knight's armor, all silver and blue. Kind of a good look, actually. Mm. She is proud of how much Sky has grown and what she has become. She reveals she's in Necros Castle because she was betrayed by someone she trusted, but she won't explain now and trust Sky to help find a way out. Okay, so is she like doing something when Sky finds her or is she just chilling? She's sitting in a chair. Oh. And then when okay. Sky goes to find a way out, she's like, I'm just gonna continue sitting in this chair, staring at the ground. Oh, okay. Yeah, not doing much. So, making their way outside, they run into Dorian, who tells Sky to walk towards me. If you follow my footsteps, you will not be killed, but you have to trust me. There's, like, weird fire on the ground, so she has to walk a specific okay. path. Uh-huh. Now, Sky's mom is immediately like, hell no, never trust a man who says trust me. Last man I did that with sold me out to Necroth. But you have to trust me. Never trust a man who says trust me. I once trusted someone with all my heart. He sold me out to Necroth. That man, Sky, was your father. <gasps> Which was her dad, because of course it was. Right. Yeah, of course. Your dad yeah. sold me out. Sky immediately gasps and has a surprised look on her face, but the camera lings- lingers too long and immediately goes back to her looking normal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it looks like she kind of knew this was an obvious twist. Uh-huh. Anyways, Sky chooses to trust Dorian, and it turns out she's fine. She then trusts. She then touches Dorian, and it turns out he's real after all. Sky wonders how this is, and Dorian goes, "Well, you lifted the curse on the gargoyle realm." And Sky's like, "What does this have to do with anything?" And Dorian goes, "Hey, I wonder who isn't here right now." And Sky goes, "Oh, oh, you're you're Drac. Oh, oh, huh? What?" <laughs> So turn- That's stupid. <laughs> it's just so stupid. <laughs> so I will say this actually was foreshadowed. Uh-huh. You see, every time Sky casts True Sight is when Dorian shows up. Mm, so she casts okay. True Sight, 
Drac disappears and Dorian shows up into place. The thing is, is the way this game is cut, you don't mm-hmm. really notice that at all. And so it's just like Dorian shows up and is like, hey, how's it going? You should do things. Uh-huh. And it's also how Dorian knows everything that's going on. So Dorian's backstory is that he was the steward to the gargoyles and he got cursed and it turned him to a mini gargoyle. And uh, yeah, once again, Sky using her true sight spell would reveal him. And being an idiot, not putting two and two together, she doesn't figure that out until now. Uh-huh, right. Sky then apologizes, because she's like, I thought you were the evil knight and all. And then the earth shakes and separates everyone to three distinct floating islands. Sky's mom immediately accuses Dorian of this, and he's like, but th- no, I didn't do this. <laughs> and then the evil knight shows up and says, oh, hey, I have a secret too. I'm a hydra. <laughs> oh. Yeah, so he, t- oh. he turns into a hydra. Uh, oh, I thought his secret was like, I'm your dad or something. Oh, just Hydra, huh? Yeah, Hydra. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Feel like True Sight should have seen that, too. You would think so, right? But no, he's a Hydra. Mm. Okay. So Sky is almost immediately overwhelmed by the Hydra's flame breath, but then she comes up with an idea. So once again, throughout the game, you have a bunch of spells. Uh-huh. One of the spells you get near the end of the game is a spell just called Create Wizard. So she's going to make Dorian a wizard. Okay. Now, once again, Sky's mom is not having it, saying if she does that, his powers will be enormous. And Sky's like, yeah, that sounds great. You should do <laughs> Like, literally, he's like, yeah, that sounds fantastic. Going to do this now. It's like, no, he'll turn against them. And Sky's like, hey, listen, I know you've had some men troubles, but now's not the time. And Sky's mom's like, oh, yeah? You want to talk about men's troubles? That Hydra's your dad. Mom, I know you have trouble trusting men after what happened to you, but come on, Dad couldn't have been that bad. Really? Sky, I'd like you to meet your father. I think he's got my Okay, there it is. Yeah, there it is, right? It then cuts to said <laughs> Hydra, who says something incomprehensible. <laughs> Okay, wait, this whole scene's amazing. It's amazing! Oh, it's so good! It's so, so good! <laughs> like, okay, when, when story, because, like, the 2000s had a lot of stories like this, yeah. where people are like, oh, I have a secret, but I'm not going to reveal it to the right time, mm-hmm. and it's, like, the most frustrating thing. Yeah. Because, like, the effect of revealing the secret is normally so much weaker than if you'd just gotten the secret out of the way and had dealt with it from that point on. Mm-hmm. But this is literally like, no, we could not have revealed it before now. Yeah, we could not. And on not, not only that, it's Sky's mom is upset at Sky for being like, you have men trouble. And Sky's mom being like, oh, yeah? Yeah? Your, your dad's Hydra. <laughs> Deal. Deal with that. Deal with that. Didn't want to tell you, but now I'm gonna. Yeah, yeah, you wanted to piss me off, so guess what? Your dad's a Hydra. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Yeah, it's so good. It's so good. The cutscenes throughout this game are so bad, but they're so great. Like, from start to finish, man, it is the right amount of bad. I love it. Yeah. So Sky's mom then asks a really simple question. Now, will you trust a man with a wizard's powers? Fair question. Fair question. Honestly. <laughs> yeah, just real talk. Yeah. Sky turns Dory into a wizard, and they destroy the Hydra dad. Sky's mom then apologizes, so it's fine. She's like, oh, I guess you're all right, Dorian. 
Sky, by the way, does not react to any of this at all. <laughs> yeah, sure. He's like, dad, dead, so what? Okay. Uh, he was a Hydra and also a jerk. Yeah, yeah. I guess when, like, you're... Well, no, I think, I think my dad tried to murder me multiple times. I probably would be bothered by it. But I guess now is not the time. Right. So they enter Necros chambers, and we finally meet him in person. Necroth is a messed up looking thing. Mm. He looks like an anglerfish connected to a fleshy spine with long spindly arms. Now, he immediately implants the final prism in his neck, stating the rainbow will never shine again. Guy then asks why he would do it, going to a long speech about what could drive a man to do this before going, oh, you know, whatever, who cares? I'm just going to kill you. <laughs> so Sky uses the power of the rainbow to kill him. Uh, she just has all the magical oh. powers of the rainbow now. Like, she could shoot a rainbow oh. beam. And so she does. Didn't, didn't she need the final prism to do that? You'd think so, but I guess she just got enough Skittles just to do it. Okay. So she just kills Necroth, who has like a really long death sequence where he just rides around on the floor. It's like not played okay, up for they... comedy. He's just, just, he's just there for a while. Oh. Yeah. I was going to say, okay, they took that from the Buffy movie, but uh, the Buffy movie definitely played it for comedy. Yeah, nah, he's just, he's just on the floor dying. Oh, okay. So this causes his entire castle to start crumbling as Skittles rain down. We then hear Sky's mom say, it's finished. Now, Alex, I want to show you this ending. Okay. I want... I'm excited. You, you, need, to, you need to watch this thing. Okay. Let's see this thing. Let's see. Okay. Okay. Watching the ending. Castle's crumbling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay, she's shooting a rainbow at the amulet. It won't work that way. Uh-huh. She'll... Mm -mm. <laughs> what is happening? I just love the shrug they do at the end. They're like, ah, whatever, Okay, man. and now they're just eating rainbow... Now they're just eating Skittles. Uh, now they're kissing. Oh, my God. <laughs> Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, so I guess to describe what happened to people at home. Guy's mom says it's finished, but the Ganish interjects, saying, Not yet. There's still the trifling matter of restoring the rainbow. Up in what I guess is like the cloud realm, Ganish holds up the talisman, now complete with the prisms, and says, Heart of the rainbow, my dear. Heart of the rainbow. Sky then slams her staff down and shoots a rainbow into the prism. However, nothing happens. Guy's mom then says, that won't work. You should cast a rainbow on me instead. Sky's like, I can't do that. It'll kill you. Sky's mom then says, no, it won't. The opposite will happen. I'll live forever as the rainbow. Don't worry. You'll understand in time. Which is like, what? And she, what? And she said, I won't leave. I, was, I said I wasn't going to leave without saying goodbye. Goodbye, Sky. And then fulfill my destiny, Sky. Yeah. Basically just be like, you killed your dad, now kill me. Like this sounds like you are about to die, lady. It's kind of yeah, it kind of is the final death speech. It is. And then Sky like barely hesitates and yeah, like shoots Sky with the rainbow beam. Sky's mom with the rainbow beam. And then she just explodes. Yeah. She explodes, explodes into a rainbow. Into rainbow. And then happy music plays. Yeah, happy music plays, Skittles rain down. Dory and Sky are sitting on the hillside, just eating the blood of their mom, I guess. <laughs> and he, like, 
look at each other and just shrug like, oh, it's an okay candy, I guess. Yeah, right. Oh, right. Skittles Uh, are kind of mid. Yeah, uh, you know. And then they make out. Yeah, she forcibly kisses Dorian (laughs) as Ganish, who looks on and says, well, that's one way to taste the rainbow. Uh, Okay, stop tasting the rainbow. Please stop. (laughs) And the game ends. Oh, and that is the plot to Darkened Sky. It's a ride, man. It's a ride. Oh, yeah. That is definitely a game that happened. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh. And it's... I... This is something that, as I I was watching, like, the long play of this and, like, Mm. you know, taking notes, and I was like, man, I really don't know if this is going to be a worthwhile plot to go over. (laughs) And it just, it just slowly grew on me and grew on me and grew on me. It was like probably about the point that you get the goblin time machine that I was like, mm. you know what? I'm a hundred percent on board with this thing now. I I am putting I am I'm taking what you're putting down here. Yeah. I think my biggest problem is sort of encapsulated with that time machine. Mm-hmm. And that each each prism quest is sort of its own story. Mm-hmm. That needs to abandon itself in order to move on to the next one. Yeah. 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 They're, they're, you can't really have a whole lot of connective tissue through it. And what's like, right. What's really weird is that they set up that connective tissue by being like, hey, there's a group of rebels that are out here. And then you meet like two of them. Yeah. You meet Ganish and then the niece. And the niece doesn't show up ever again. And it really doesn't make it seem like there's actually much of a rebellion going on. No, not really. You sort of end up doing all the rebellion by yourself. Yeah, and like that could have been like a really good way to like connect everything. That could have been a connective mm-hmm. tissue, but one reason or another, they don't take that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is uh, it's a little too bad. It's a little too bad. But like, like I started out this game hating Sky. I started out this game hating Drac. Mm-hmm. And like by the end of it, I was like, Nah, they're all right. They're <laughs> all right. I mean, characters like Ganish and whatnot. I, I did not like i didn't i did not like dorian i was really upset that dorian was like i'm actually the, the gargoyle guy uh-huh it's like oh man does your personality also go away when you stop being a gargoyle seems like yeah. it does seems like it oh that's a sky level burn i'm really sad at myself now <laughs> um, but yeah it's like I plan on editing this thing in a way that's going to include a lot of voice clips from this, and hopefully everybody who's been listening to this gets like a really good feel for that too, because mm-hmm. it's it's one of those things where it's like oh, no, I gotta I gotta start like noting out times when they say really dumb stuff because it's just it's really good, Alex. Mm. It's really really good. It is very peak early two thousands like tongue in cheek writing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it. It hits just right. Uh. It, it is sort of, in all respects, a video game of its time. Like, if you think about what what is an average video game from the early 2000s, it's this. Mm-hmm. It's you go to a place and do a video game thing, and then someone says something witty, and then you have a boss fight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly how it goes. And then you have a wacky cast of characters for their own little jokes and stereotypes that are like one note and you never see them again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is It is very much a game of that ilk. And like, it's, um, 
I, I go back and forth to thinking of like whether or not this game is more or less than the sum of its parts. I, I think it still ultimately is less. Mm-hmm. But like, man, once again, they, they really tried. They tried. And again, I think if they had marketed it better to the proper audience, I think a lot of people would remember this fondly as part of their childhood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or like, just not be forgotten. Like, yeah. Like, researching this game was pretty difficult because, unsurprisingly, there's not a whole lot of information out about it. Like, mm-hmm. because, like, it was such a it was such a joke. It was a joke in a way that it wasn't considered, like, even a funny joke. Right. It was like, oh, they made a Skittles game? That's stupid. Yeah. Whereas, like, yeah, they, they lean, like, like you said, like, way earlier. Like, if they leaned into this being, like, an Old Spice commercial... Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe it wouldn't have sold well, but I bet you would have like a weird cult following. Yeah, probably. Yeah, but yeah, that's that's Dark and Sky. Alex, do you have any final thoughts? No, that's that's a fantasy game about Skittles, all right. That is a fantasy game about Skittles, all right. And if you want to learn about more weird plots like this, like the weird game about you know Kiss and their psycho circus. Among other things, this this has a real Kiss Psycho Circus sort of feel. This episode kind of does, yeah. Incomprehensibleness. You should go to ftb.podbean.com or search for Fallen Through Potholes on your podcast service of choice. Uh, remember to subscribe to us on Apple Podcast, Google Play, whatever podcast service you happen to be using, and yeah, leave us a review. Really would love to know what y'all think of what we're doing. But with that, we're gonna go ahead and take off. Till next time, everybody, and uh, appreciate it as always, Alex. Of course. Take care.